Fancy Chicken in a chili-loaded coating. Macca's McSpicy Deluxe. Hot Got Fancy. Call anytime on the Harcourt's open line. 1300 736 736. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourt's. This is the Macca's Run. Indeed it is. Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Macca's Run. First serve after eight, bit of tennis, sporting cap after ten. That's your Monday night menu. Brett Phillips in the chair, always good to be here. Super Bowl uh, Monday, it was something else. Beautifully called by Jared Waitley. Uh, ben Graham, the entire team, it was uh, great listening uh, in the car and at uh, home uh, today. Not the first time, not the last time we'll be calling uh, the Super Bowl. To think we actually never called it here at SCN is uh, quite unbelievable because this is one of the uh, world's premier sporting events, and that's where SEN should be, and that's where we are. So it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. More on that in just a moment. There's uh, plenty of footy news uh, bubbling around. We weren't quite sure what form we'd be here uh, tonight. We didn't probably expect Australia and India to go three days. Most tests now are going around that sort of four-day mark. We don't get a lot of the real long-form, full five-day test matches in modern uh, cricket, but uh, three days exceptionally disappointing. Plenty to pull apart. It's been scrutinised a lot here on SEN today. A uh, quick SOS to a relatively unknown cricketer uh, to most out there to head across to India and maybe save us heading into uh, the second test starting uh, this week. Uh, you can give us a call. Uh, Harcourt's uh, open line uh, tonight is open for business one three hundred seven three six seven three six for all things real estate. You can speak to Harcourt's. Your move your Harcourts, if you prefer to text us tonight, the uh, Temper Text Consumer Choice winner. Temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body, uh, 0433981116. So a little abbreviated look at the day in sport. Uh, as I said, the first serve, always a two-hour menu after uh, 8 o'clock. We've got uh, plenty of great guests coming up. Been a huge two weeks in tennis and the sporting capital after uh, 10 o'clock uh, tonight. But the story of the day certainly has been the Kansas City Chiefs winning their third Super Bowl, their second, under coach Andy Reid, after coming from behind to defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. 38-35, to it went right down to the wire in Arizona, courtesy of a game-winning field goal from Harrison Bucker. Over to you, Jared Waitley, to call this one home. One play left in all likelihood. Jalen Hurts, he's got to come up with a miracle. He backs into the pocket. He lets the receivers get to the end zone. He stands and he heaves down the field. It's short of the end zone. And the Chiefs win Super Bowl 57. It is a legacy moment for Patrick Mahomes. It is testimony to the genius of Andy Reid. And it is pandemonium for this generation of Chiefs. It was beautifully called by uh, Jared and... It's the one sport, and I think I said it last week, uh, I've said it many times on uh, SCN over the years, the one American sport that I haven't uh, seen live. It's uh, got to happen one day, even if it's not the uh, the cherished uh, Super Bowl, just a, a game uh, in person. Where does it stack up for you, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 How did you spend your Monday, and what were the highlights? What do you take out of Super Bowl 57, the Kansas City Chiefs, getting it done for the second time in four years, Andy Reid uh, heavily uh, lauded. It's an incredible production, isn't it, really? When you, you turn it on, I think they were running about 20 minutes late uh, for the start uh, today. And I got through all the, the pre-game uh, formalities, which we know in America they do it differently. And it's a big build-up. 
and then the game, and uh, we're just you know, for those that you know, I've obviously like myself, you know, you've grown up on Australian rules of football, that continuous uh, momentum of an AFL game, and uh, it's lots of stoppages, set plays. Uh, it's a fascinating game to uh, take in, and one that I would love to uh, see live. Um, let us know your thoughts. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Uh, the third test, uh, of course, we've got the second test to come between Australia and India this week. But the third test, and there's been a lot of talk about this over the weekend, of the Border Gavaskar Trophy between India and Australia will not be played in Damasala because the venue is not ready to host the match. Uh, hugely disappointing, uh, one would have to say, considering the picturesque uh, backdrop of the Himalayas. And it was fascinating to read... Uh, just the whole story around trying to actually prepare this ground. Uh, heavy fog, not ideal for the conditions. Uh, I think they've been getting this ground ready for some time now. Uh, as a real feature of this um, much-talked-about test series, and it's not going to happen. So, And a real blow to Australia, because that was our, our chance where the wicket would suit our bowlers a lot more than uh, India. So the second test, of course, as we know, begins uh, this Friday in Delhi, but uh, no third test to be played in Dharmasala. A bit of footy news around today. Tom Jonas will remain the Port Adelaide skipper uh, going into 2023, leading the power for a fifth season. The defender will be aided by Vice-Captain Ollie Wines, Deputy Vice-Captain Darcy Byrne-Jones in the uh, three-man leadership group. Uh, Ken Hinckley, of course, was on with uh, Sports Day a little earlier. You can head to uh, sen.com.au if you want to listen to that full interview with Kenny uh, going into a, well, it's a huge season, isn't it? He's been under the microscope for the last uh, couple of years, but uh, probably none bigger uh, than this season itself. Uh, Judy's in the CBD. Judy, great to have you on the Macca's Run. Hi, good evening. Nice to talk to you. Likewise. What do you got for us, Judy? Look, just from a different perspective, my son actually lives in Kansas City. Is that right? So, yes. So he's had a fantastic couple of weeks. Um, and I've had one photo of the celebration, so I'm sure I'll get more in the next couple of days. Yes. But it's just been a fantastic time for him um, and all of his uh, friends. What took him, Judy, to Kansas City, out of uh, curiosity? Unfortunately, he's an architect, and he has specialised in sporting field architecture. Well, un- so- you, you, you say unfortunately. Well, it means he's not here in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a great opportunity to me. You'll you'll probably get him back uh, one day. It sounds like a fascinating profession, though, uh, to be in. I can't say I've been to uh, Kansas. Uh, There's lots of history around uh, the city, but, gee, they've produced uh, two Super Bowl-winning teams of the last uh, few years, so they're doing something right. Yes, yes, and he's, he's really looking forward to the celebrations. The last parade was a lot of fun. Yep. Um, and so I'm sure this one will be also. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting time for him, um, and I look forward to all the photos I'll get eventually. Judy, can I ask you, are you an NFL fan at all? Did you actually sit there and watch it yourself? Well, I was supposed to be at work, but I did have my iPad on, and so I was watching it on the fly. Um Yes, I, I had got involved. Um, my, my son actually started at um, University of Austin in Texas and became very involved with football there. Right. And so, um, and then, of course, when he moved to Kansas City, he, he followed the Chiefs. You didn't have a choice. Yep. But he's <laughs> the right time to be in Kansas City, that's for sure. No doubt. Hey, great call. Thank you, Judy. Really, uh, really appreciate it. I mean, it is one of those events that you can... 
uh, sort of, you know, step out and not miss a hell of a lot. It reminded me of going to the baseball. I went to see the Dodgers play many years ago and you could comfortably go and queue up for a hot dog and a beer and come back and we were still at the bottom of the seventh innings. Uh, so, you know, it is it is one of those events. And American sport, uh, for that matter, just goes at a, a slower place. The, the, the clock's on, the clock stops quite a bit and... You've got a bit of time to duck out, and you're not hopefully going to miss uh, miss too much. One three hundred seven three six seven three six on the Harcourts open line, or send us a text. Temper text oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. The other bit of footy news around today: Richmond small forward Jason Castagna is set to miss the start of the year with a hamstring injury. Castagna left the track uh, during a match simulation over the weekend. We're not too far away from some uh, intra clubs and. Uh, practice matches over the next couple of weeks, so keen to get out. I'm sure like all footy fans and actually uh, see the teams in their early uh, preparation. A uh, bit of news out of the Gold Coast. Uh, their midfielder, Charlie Constable, set for a positional change in 2023. Uh, the 23-year-old set to be given a go at halfback. Uh, the former Geelong midfielder arrived at the Suns uh, 12 months ago, but only managed to play twice in uh, 2022. He's been a standout on the uh, halfback flank during uh, pre-season. What a fascinating year it is coming up for the Gold Coast. I think we're all probably of the same mind now that it's their time, that finals has got to be the absolute pass mark in 2023 for the Gold Coast. Certainly they've got better as a football club, not just in terms of on-field, but you feel like they're in a better place with Stuart Jew. The administration has settled down. Obviously, Tony Cochran, the news in the last few days, of him stepping aside as uh, chairman, but now they've built a really solid club that uh, you, you lose someone of that stature and it doesn't maybe hurt you as much as their infant years when they were trying to build. Uh, and I think, you know, certainly the brand of footy, when they were up and running the Gold Coast last year, purely from a commentator's uh, point of view, was enjoyable. Uh, enjoyable to call, like guts dead on the road, a little bit more blue collar, and their recruiting has been uh, pretty good over the last few years. Disappointing to lose Isaac Rankin, but once again, a club that's more mature now to cope with losing a guy like Rankin as opposed to a few years ago when they lost Harley Bennell and others in those infant years, Dion Prestia and Jager O'Meara. And uh, the list goes on and on and on. So uh, it's um, an interesting story to follow. The Gold Coast Suns, no doubt, in uh, 2023. I just wanted to have a little listen to Nat Fife just on the footy theme and obviously the news the last few days that he has stepped aside as captain, which makes a lot of sense uh, for where the Dockers are, needing to emerge into that next sort of leadership era. Also looking like his permanent move forward allows him just to concentrate on that and be a really powerful figure in the front half of the Fremantle Dockers. But just opening up on the weekend, he was speaking on ABC Grandstand on the injury setbacks, which really also affected his mental health last year. Probably the most profound experience of my adult life, fair bit to deal with, had a good hard look at some of the ailments that we all face as humans in life in terms of anxiety, depression, and a bunch of those those sort of internal emotional things which then came out as injuries. I had the shoulder that failed, then I got an infection, then I did my back, then I did multiple hamstrings. Like internally I was cooked and I was just fighting my way through it and I just kept breaking down. So um, that space was, as I said, the most profound teaching environment. If you can go through that, find resilience out of it and come out the other side, um, 
I feel like that's the juice I now need for the back end of my career. The past accolades were getting stale. There's only so long you can parrot that you're a two-time Brownlow medalist from years ago. They were starting to get stale and I had no juice and motivation out of them. Um, so a good hard look at rock bottom has fired me back up again. The best part of 10 kilos is what I lost and I could just see all the bones in my skeleton. I shaved my head because I couldn't reach up and tie my hair up anymore. So it was pretty grim. Gee, paints a, a, a pretty uh, honest picture there, Nat Five. I was just thinking, if he can stay out on the park this year, you add in Luke Jackson and we know what he'll be able to do, Ruck going forward, Nat Five with his big frame inside forward 50. And on the back of the year they had and their emerging midfield group and the steps they took uh, to play finals, Gee, it's an exciting time, isn't it, the Fremantle Dockers? I mean, that's just really the cream on top, isn't it, if Fife can actually, you know, play close to a full season. Somewhere even between 15 to 20 games in the front half would be a, a huge asset. Well, squeezing a break, I want to open it up to you after the break. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Just thinking of the atmosphere at uh, State Farmers Stadium today in uh, um, Arizona. The best crowd atmosphere that you've experienced in sport. I want to put that out there. Now, the crowd at RAC Arena in Perth yesterday for UFC 284 was electric. It was praised all over the world. Uh, Alex Volkanovsky took to the octagon against uh, Islam Makhachnov. Uh, India versus Pakistan. I was actually walking past the MCG when that was on uh, last year. I mean, the foundation shook for the T20 World Cup. South American football stadiums. I mentioned the Davis Cup uh, last week when we played the sounds of the Davis Cup on uh, on the first serve. What's the best atmosphere that you've been to? And I must say, when you travel overseas and take nothing away from the atmosphere of the MCG or any of our great sporting grounds, there is something distinctive about the raw, whether you're going to a European football game, uh, a game of cricket abroad, whatever the sport might be. I'd love to know the best crowd atmosphere that you've experienced in sport. one 736 736 We'd love to take your calls next. Juicy Aussie chicken in a chilli-loaded coating. Macca's McSpicy Deluxe. Hot got fancy. Call anytime on the Harcourt's open line. one 736 736 For all things real estate, speak to Harcourt's. This is the Macca's Run. Yeah, it is indeed. Brett Phillips on a Monday night, the Macca's Run, up till uh, 8 o'clock, just... Uh, Whipping through the day's major sports news in and around all the codes. Plenty coming through on the temper text too. 0433 98 11 16. I'll just put out there before the break about the best crowd atmosphere that you've experienced in sport. Uh, watching uh, Palmeiras play Corinthians, Allianz Park, Sao Paulo was by far the best overseas sporting experience I've had. The chanting, the atmosphere and people going insane when a goal was kicked. Uh, thank you, Matt, in uh, Parkville for your contribution. Yeah, I'd just love to get to South America. I mean, I, you know, wearing my tennis hat for a moment, want to do that South American swing that's on as we speak. Uh, Cordoba over the weekend to Buenos Aires, to Rio, to Acapulco in Mexico. And I'd love to, uh, if I do do that at some point, <laughs> I'd love to get to a South American football game. So uh, that is on the bucket list. Uh, LA Rams versus uh, San Francisco last year at uh, in. Um, uh, Los Angeles at uh, SoFi Stadium, uh, Adam in uh, Montrose. I mean, it was. On, I've actually just got it up on my screen here because it was so heavily spoken about. New state-of-the-art uh, stadium and a very different feel to uh, today's stadium in uh, in Phoenix. 
but yeah, the atmosphere, you could feel it uh, last year. It was incredible. And you could feel it through the radio uh, today uh, when the Chiefs, whose supporters were outnumbered by the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. But gee, uh, they made some incredible noise. Uh, Borussia Dortmund home game, 80,000 plus. Yellow Wall was nuts, so loud and colourful. Amazing banners, non-stop singing. Also been to the Maracana in Rio, but was only uh, 50k or not so, uh, or not or so, not 100,000. Uh, yeah, and the only one that's disappointed me over the years, I mean, being a cricket fan from way back and watching all those great series out of the Caribbean, uh, more often than not, Australia getting their backsides Absolutely kicked uh, in the early hours. You'd wake up and the sound of a, a Caribbean cricket ground. But when I went there for the World Cup in 2007, of course, it was all modern stadiums that had been built and it didn't have that Calypso uh, atmosphere due to it being a non-West Indian game. So I would have loved to have actually experienced that when the Windies were at the absolute peak and 15, 20, 25,000 uh, making a lot of noise. Who was the man? Gravy. Gravy used to uh, just run around, just do laps of the ground. Gravy with the West Indian flag every time they took a wicket. And they were taking wickets uh, fairly regularly. Uh, the Pace uh, Quartet, and then Isaac, Vivian, Alexander Richards off about one step and bowl, a little bit of off spin, uh, just to give the uh, quicks uh, a little bit of a check out. Uh, the Maccas run, Maccas McSpicy Deluxe are hot. Uh, got fancy. Thank you for your uh, text there. Uh, here's another one. English football uh, FA Cup semi-final. Wembley, Arsenal v Chelsea. Sea of blue and red uh, divided on uh, uh, the halfway line. I'm an Arsenal supporter, but uh, had tickets through a Chelsea fan club. So on the blue side of the ground, I took my Arsenal jersey, hidden under a jumper off at half time, out of fear it would be seen by the Chelsea faithful. Arsenal scored first in front of 100,000, but went down 2-1. The atmosphere was bananas. Great Thank you, Sammy, up there in uh, Sydney, uh, listening in on uh, 1170. You might be listening on the app, uh, wherever you might be around the country uh, tonight. I was lucky to go to Stamford Bridge. That was uh, something else. The one that crept into my mind, I went to the San Siro when uh, Inter Milan played Celta Vigo. I think it was a Champions League game. And there were 70,000. I reckon it was a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. And uh, my wife at the time could speak fluent Italian, so she could have some dialogue uh, with the fans. I had no idea what was going on. But uh, when they scored Inter, uh, it was like 70,000 people just picked you up. And if you were sitting down, they actually dragged you out of their seat and said, uh, just join in the chorus. And it was a roar that I have not heard uh, anywhere, you know, even when you know Collingwood in front of the army is uh, scoring a, a goal at the MCG, it was something else. So I'm sure there's plenty of you out there who have been to some great atmospheres right around the world, and there's plenty of you who would uh, love to get there at some point. But now the world's opening up and airfares are getting, well, hopefully back to normal. I'm sure there's a few uh, trips uh, planned, no doubt about that. Uh, one 736 We might just have a quick listen to Andrew McDonald, the, the big talking point about Travis Head over the weekend. It's been a huge topic of discussion. I think most seem to be in unison that it's a perplexing decision to leave out a man who dominated the Australian summer, even if he did have not such a great record, um, uh, of course, on the subcontinent. But here's Andrew McDonald, uh, the reason for leaving out Travis Head. Yeah, I mean, we, we valued others' skill sets um, in those extreme conditions higher. I, I think the discussion point um, that we went through in the process will be different to the hindsight, um, and the hindsight is that those people that you'll compare uh, the competition for place around um, didn't perform the way that we probably expected. Be fair to say, 
It was an underwhelming performance uh, by Australia. I must say, tuning in on Saturday, you're thinking, we'll probably be here on Sunday, and then bang, all over, under 100. First serve is coming up. We'll talk some tennis after 8 o'clock.